Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports bettors, are you ready? Download the PointsBet app now and use the code BETQLDAILY to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. When you bet with PointsBet, you get faster bets, faster withdrawals, and faster rewards at your fingertips. Download the app now to experience this premium sportsbook for yourself. And don't forget to, to sign up the code our promo code BETQL daily to get two risk free bets up to $2,000. So, are you ready? T's and C's apply. Void where prohibited. Must be 21 plus gambling problem. Call 1 800 Gambler for crisis counseling and referral services. This is BETQL daily on the BETQL audio network. Joe Ostrowski with Ryan Horvat today. And let's uh, continue the conversation and bring in Alex Christensen. He is the co host of the Net Worth Pod. Pro sports better specializes in the NBA among other stuff, and you can find him on Twitter at underscore noops noops. How you doing, man? It's so wonderful to hear your voice again, Mister Ostrowski. How are you? Doing fantastic. It's been way too long. Uh, we, we'll get right to the NBA, but how did Super Bowl Sunday treat you? I know I know you're busy with uh, the Aussie Open and the NBA uh, season in full swing for now. It's been an absolutely torrid couple of days. Um, the Super Bowl was nice because it kind of put a little cherry on top of that. The Australian Open started on Monday in Australia, which means we had tennis Sunday night. So I had shows and things to handicap all week. God bless my wonderful fiance, Tori, who was really nice. And I didn't really see for three days, although we lived together, Joe. So uh, the Super Bowl was a lot of fun. Uh, the game could have been a little bit better. But one of the things I like to do every year is load up on first quarter unders. And uh, they give you this prop, no score on the first five, six, seven, eight minutes of the game. So that went very well, like it always does, and was able to make a little bit of money. How about you? Um, it was not as I expected. <laughs> I got a lot of I got a lot of stuff wrong, but um, it it was all right because Saturday night I did well on some NFL futures, and then yesterday morning I woke up to Bitcoin, so it was fine. We we ended up uh, doing quite well in the very end. That's right. We love that Bitcoin. <laughs> Hey, Alex, uh, so now we dive into the NBA, and obviously everybody's been paying attention to, well, football, so an NFL season, so now people are going to start dipping into college hoops, obviously, and in the NBA. So I'm taking a look at the Eastern Conference and taking a look at some futures. Now, I live out in Milwaukee, so the last couple of years I've been really high on the Bucks, but unfortunately then come playoff time, uh, Mike Budenholzer doesn't shorten up his rotations. The Bucks really don't like to defend the three-point line, so I'm looking at some value in some other teams out east, uh, I'm really high on the Brooklyn Nets, like most. I know even with uh, James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving, everybody says, well, there's only one ball. Uh, those are three of the best ISO players in the league, probably in league history. What are your thoughts uh, on the Nets right now? You know, plus 160, uh, you know, to represent the Eastern Conference and the NBA Finals. 
Well, Ryan, when you started asking the question, I thought you were going to be really excited about my answer when I'm talking about Milwaukee and the Bucks. But then you made this kind of hard left turn and started talking about how you like the Nets. And to be perfectly honest, I'm really worried about the Nets. I think that this is a team when a lot of people look at it, they tend to think about the best case scenario. And there's a lot of questions. There is a lot of underlying things about the Nets that they can't solve the issues of finding another center. You know, I know it's 2021 and the NBA isn't about big men anymore, but you need somebody to protect the rim. And DeAndre Jordan for 20 to 30 minutes a game is not the answer there. I know that they're real pumped about getting Noah Vonley. Um, I don't know why you would be, but they seem to be really excited about that. Unless they can make some sort of move to pick up another center, you know, maybe a guy like you could call Sacramento and see what you might have to give up for someone like Rashawn Holmes, relatively small contract, but someone that's going to be able to protect the rim for them. That's a real concern for me. You know, number two, I think as the season goes along, we're going to start to see um, a little more of those heads bump together. Now, I've been really impressed with Kyrie Irving, how willing he's been to defer, how good he's been about sharing the ball. But I wonder as things start to tighten up as the season gets longer, um, is that chemistry going to really start um, to get kind of wonky? Are they really going to struggle to play together? And I think part of the reason we haven't seen that yet is because they've really only just started to play together. You've had a lot of games where it's just two instead of the three. Um, But I worry about that. And then the third piece to me is the depth. The team is, has a really short bench. Now Spencer Dinwiddie should be coming back, but if he doesn't come back and he's not perfectly healthy, this is a team that could be really having to put a lot more effort in from their starters, from their three-star players before the playoffs, where other teams like maybe the Sixers and uh, even the Milwaukee Bucks are going to be able to kind of rest guys, and they're going to be coming in fresh. Again, there could be more turmoil there, and if they don't find someone to protect the rim, once you get to the playoff basketball, I think things are going to get really, really tricky for them. So I've actually been playing your Milwaukee Bucks um, three to one or better. Any number on that's pretty good. And then I've got some Philadelphia 76ers. I was able to get myself some seven to one a couple weeks ago. Looks like it's down in the five and a half to one, six to one kind of range. Six to one's probably still okay, but uh, the Nets are a great team. They have three incredibly talented players. They're going to be a hard team to stop night to night, but. Make sure that when you're thinking about a lot of this stuff, you're thinking about all the possible scenarios. And you're thinking about what's going to happen over the next, you know, we've got five, six months until we get to the NBA finals. So there's a lot of time and a lot could go wrong. So make sure you're taking all that into account. Alex, I know you always, uh, of course, follow your numbers, but is there a team or a, a couple of teams that uh, you find yourself backing a lot uh, from night to night? Maybe uh, your numbers are showing that the market hasn't completely caught up. Oklahoma City has been a great team night to night. Um, They obviously covered last night. It got a little sweaty there in overtime. Um, If you had a plus nine, you still covered, but you probably weren't feeling great. Plus 10, plus 11, um, a couple other numbers that were out there. But they've been a pretty fantastic team. The Chicago Bulls for the first month or so of the season were fantastic. They were the best team in the league against the spread. They continue to be very good. It's an interesting team because their starters um, actually have bad ratings. When they put their starting five on the floor, they tend to lose. But the bench comes in and is really strong. It's just this bizarre dichotomy where (laughs) the Bulls are doing really well attacking second units, and that's helping them cover. That's helping them win games they're not supposed to win. Um, So there have been two teams for me that have been very good. Um, I've liked them night to night on the spread. 
Alex, I'm glad that you brought up Philadelphia because especially when Joel Embiid's on the floor and he's right, I mean, they've been really impressive and they're much improved defensively, obviously, with the coaching change this year. Uh, but do you see Ben Simmons finishing the season in Philadelphia? Obviously, they didn't move him for James Harden. I don't know what other move would be out there. I don't think Bradley Beal gets moved. But when you look at Philadelphia, you look at Boston, I even see some value with Boston if they get hot at the right time. But we're hearing some reports, some rumors that maybe they have a move up their sleeve. Um you know, when you look at those two teams, is that something that concerns you? It's just you don't know what the roster is going to look like come playoff time as far as futures go? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. For anyone that doesn't know, I've uh, lived in Philadelphia my entire life. I am a huge Sixers fan. It is really the only sports team that I like. And this is the best chance I think the Sixers have ever had in my lifetime of winning the title. You, know, you bring up Ben Simmons, and I've always kind of been a defender of the idea that, that Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid can play together if you put the right shooters around them. If you know Ben Simmons can be more of kind of like an Andre Iguodala type player, um, where he's playing defense, he's moving the ball, he's pushing the ball in pace. When they get into half-court offense, he's setting a lot of screens, attacking offensive rebounds, not necessarily doing a lot kind of with the ball. Um, and what we've seen this year is the rise of Tobias Harris. I think that getting out of the Brett Brown this year has been really good for a lot of players, um, Tobias most specifically. If he can continue to be a really strong second scorer, it takes a lot of pressure off Ben Simmons. Again, he can kind of float around on offense, setting screens, being he's just a dynamic roller to the basket. He does very well finishing there. Um, if he can get a mismatch, he's in a very good post player, one of the more productive players in the post when he does get his chances. So having Tobias Harris there to take – some more of those big shots to take the offensive load off Joel Embiid, I think makes a lot more room for Ben Simmons. And Daryl Morey has always liked Ben Simmons. I think he tried to acquire him when he was with Houston. He loves the talent there. Now there are an overwhelming and endless amount of questions about how much Ben Simmons cares about basketball. If you start to go back and look at his high school career, you look back at his one year at LSU and um, how his game has evolved or rather not evolved since he started at the end of the day, he's still a talented player, and I think he will be on the Sixers. Um, now, if the Sixers can move him for a shooter or and someone you know someone that can shoot the three, someone who can be a plus defender, I think that's a good move. As far as the Celtics go, I don't know if the Celtics necessarily have the top end potential to really win a title without getting some help. As you start to look at them, um, the, the Nets are a nightmare matchup for them. The Bucks are a little better matchup for them. But again, Giannis is still going to be the best player on the floor every night. And the Sixers are an absolute nightmare matchup for them. So unless they're able to pick up another piece or we see Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum really take another, you know, kind of next step forward, I'm still not bullish on the Celtics. Uh, this is BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network. Our guest right now is Alex Christensen at underscore noops he's a pro sports better uh fantastic with the nba and alex before we get to tonight's card uh after Lamelo's performance last night i've got to ask you about the hornets man how good are they or, or how high is the ceiling for this season 
So hopefully nobody listened to a lot of my preseason stuff where I would laugh <laughs> at the Hornets and looked at their roster and was going, how does this make any sense? How does this fit together? The shooting has been much better than I expected. Uh, P.J. Washington has shot much better. Devontae Graham has shot better, creating some space on the floor. LaMelo Ball has looked way better than I ever expected him to. I, I thought that he would be aggressive like this, but he's making a lot of shots that he didn't necessarily make or I didn't expect him to make, given on kind of what we knew about him and his form. So if he can continue to shoot this well, Charlotte's a really dangerous team. Um, as you start to look at the NBA regular season this year, given all the tor- turmoil, teams that are deep or teams that necessarily, maybe not even deep, but don't have a fall off when the bench unit comes in, um, have really had an advantage this year. And that is a team with a lot of players, um, with Rogier, with Hayward, with LaMelo Ball, assuming they do the substitutions right, they always have a dynamic ball handler who can score in the game. Um, they have just enough shooting here. And, you know, Cody Zeller and uh, their other big men have done just enough to sort of keep it together. I'm still surprised, you know, as I start to look at some of my numbers, those are starting to catch up a little bit. And I've actually bet on Charlotte a few times, but I am kind of waiting for the shoe to drop here. I don't know that if that's something that could stay together all year. Uh, again, it's, probably me burdening myself too much with my expectations before the season, but they've been great. I've actually started betting on them, but I am still waiting for, for that shoe to drop. Alex, what do you like tonight? To so start to look at the, the card tonight, um, I've been really under heavy this year, and tonight is um, no change in that. As I look at Golden State uh, versus San Antonio, I was in the under last night at 233. That went way under. Um, I think it finished at like 211 or somewhere less than 220. As been the pattern with these two game series, um, the opener, the next game has seemed to always be the closer from the night before. So as soon as this opened, I grabbed the under here again at 233. I look at both of these teams, uh, start to look at some of my numbers here. I think that the offensive efficiency for these two teams is starting to tick down after a hot start to the season. Um, the red hot pace that the Warriors have been playing at is starting to slow down just a bit. And from a matchup perspective, these teams have a lot of answers to each other's questions, if that makes sense. So a nice spot for an under here. Again, I grabbed 233. I would play this down to 232, uh, maybe even a lesser stake at 231. The other play is in uh, the Sixers-Sacramento Kings game. Again, another under here, 231 and a half. Uh, The Philadelphia 76ers have been one of, if not the best defensive team in the league. They match up really nicely with the Sacramento team. Um, Sacramento does like to push the ball a little bit, but Philadelphia tends to be a team that controls the pace a little more against their opponents, and they play at a slower style. Now, this number, I think, has maybe moved a little bit. Um, if you can't get the under 231 and a half here, yeah, I'm starting to see 230s. Instead of playing the under 230 there, take a look at a Sacramento Kings team total under. Um, Again, I like the total game under still, but if you're looking at a 230, take a look at the Kings team total. And if you can find a Kings team total, say, looks like under 113, even under 112 is still around. I like that a little better. Noops, you only have about uh, 30 seconds left, but uh, I follow you on Twitter. So I see you post your picks uh, on a daily basis. Do you find yourself uh, finding more value with totals than sides this season? Yes. Yes, I have. And part of it is because I'm, well, I'm not sure exactly, but totals in general have more value in a lot of sports. It's harder for people to predict what's going to happen from a scoring perspective. When you look at market moves, those tend to move a lot more, which generally means you're betting into softer numbers. But I have found a lot more value this year in totals. When it comes to betting spreads, um, the advice I would give to everybody, if you like a favorite, make sure you really like them. Favorites have had mm-hmm just about the worst year that they've had in the last three seasons when I start to look at some historical line moves. 
Um, they had a little bit of a bounce back about two weeks ago, but underdogs continue to do very, very well. So as you start to go through your numbers, maybe tweak the favorites down a little bit, tweak the underdogs up a little bit, and uh, try to lean that way. Fantastic. Good information to use the rest of the NBA season. Alex Christensen at underscore noops on Twitter. Pro Sports Better. Check out the Net Worth Pod. Thank you so much, Alex. This is Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvath. BetQL Daily coming up next. Nickel or dime. Always fun on the BetQL Audio Network.